What a blessing it is for us to speak and sing his name, recognizing that he is the one who has done everything that his word tells us that we needed to have done for us so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven of our sins. If you take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 40 this uh, this morning, Psalm 40, the passage that Mark uh, read last week uh, for our scripture reading on the last Sunday of 2021, we start 2022 with this same psalm and a a great testimony, a great story of the of the one who was inspired to write it, the probably the first singer of it, because this was a song um, dedicated to the director of music. It went right from David's pen to the director of music in the temple for the for the priests to sing it and maybe the people as well. We're going to read it this morning again and see in David's testimony our own story. And if not our own story, the potential for it to be our own story. As David's testimony is also ours or can be ours. Psalm 40 verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my heart, excuse me, I put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and, and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, those who turn aside to false gods. Many, O oh Lord my God, are the wonders you have done. The things you planned for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. But my ears you have pierced. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire To do your will, oh my God, your law is within my heart. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, as you know, O Lord. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and salvation. I do not conceal your love and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O Lord. May your love and your truth always protect me, for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased, O Lord, to save me. O Lord, come quickly to help me. May all who seek to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin 
be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation always say, the Lord be exalted. Yet I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer, O my God. Do not delay. He started the psalm saying, I waited patiently for the Lord. He ends the psalm saying, O Lord, do not delay. This is, a, this is the story of life that David lays out for us. His own life, and if we believe, as he did, if our trust is in the Lord as his was, as he declares it in this psalm, then we also believe and have him to take us through whatever the challenges, whatever the difficulties, whatever the troubles might be, whatever the sins might be, through 2022. Now we have our plans. We could get out our brand new agendas that we got for Christmas and show each other the the plans that we have, special dates set out for 2022, some trips maybe or a vacation, maybe a big red letter day at work that you're building up for that you're looking forward to, maybe a special birthday that you're going to be celebrating. Um, maybe not your own, but, but somebody else's. All different kinds of possibilities. There might be a, there might be a, a, a red letter date in your, in your um, planner that has the date of a coming birth of a grandchild or child. Uh, a, a expecting date. All kinds of plans that we have this year. But we don't really know what's going to happen, do we? If 2020 and 2021 didn't show us that, then we weren't listening. We don't know what's going to happen. But you know what the psalm, the psalm tells us that David wrote? That if we, like him, learned at some point in our lives, as he did, that we can trust him. If we, like him, have been pulled out of, and I loved his imagery, out of the slimy pit. That is a great description of our lives before we met Christ. We were caught in the muck and the mire of a slimy pit. Some of us have literally been in slimy pits before. Or lived lived through it vicariously by watching old westerns. You know, and you're in the quicksand. You know, don't move because you're going to go deeper, faster, you know. That's the picture of life before Christ. It's not good. It's not going anywhere right. But somebody comes by and throws the rope or the stick or whatever it is. And in this case, God threw us a Savior. The Savior whose birth we've been celebrating is the same Savior that David is speaking of when he says, you rescued me. He was saved by the same Messiah, the same Jesus that we're saved by. He was looking forward to his coming. We look back at his coming. 
Both of us, all of us, saved by the same Savior. And, only, and salvation only comes to, to those of us who recognize our slimy condition. It's one, of the, it's one of the great obstacles to forgiveness, one of the great obstacles to salvation. People refuse to admit their slimy condition. They refuse to admit that they are caught in a trap and they need rescue. But all of us who acknowledge that and all of us who call out to him to be saved find ourselves, as David did, with a Savior. And with a Savior also comes that new song. Now for David, that, those were literal new songs. He was a songwriter. And he writes of this, of this transformation in his life often. But for those of us even who aren't songwriters, we also have a new song. We've been singing that new song this morning. One of the new songs that we sang this morning, even though we've sung it before, I don't know if you noticed on the, on the uh, footnote or at the, in the fine print, it, was, it became public domain in 1780. You're saying, well, that's a real new song. It is. It is because of the content, because of who the song is about, because of what took place in the, in the writer of that song's life and all of us who sing it. That we have a Savior. And no matter what we're going to live through, and we're going to live through it, no matter what we're going to live through, no matter what we're going to die through, because those of us who are in Christ, we sang it this morning, we've, we've run out of that grave. Our death is over. Our death is past tense. Well, it's present tense in the, in the active sense that we're continuing to die to ourselves. We're continuing to die to the things of this world. And we'll get to that in just a moment as we see that David dealt with that as well. But we're, we're going to live. We're going to live. Even if 2022 is, is our last year, we're going to live. Because the salvation of the Lord lasts longer than a polyester sweatsuit. It's no, it's no surprise this thing's still, still alive because you can't kill polyester. You can only burn it. I mean, melt it. Keep it away from the flame and it'll last. But our salvation, folks, our salvation is going to take us through. And if 2022 is our final year, praise God because it will be our first year in glory. We have that. David had that. Oh, he had, he had lots of trouble. And he had lots of deliverance. He even says, if I were to tell you all the great things that God did, I couldn't tell you all of it. But you know what he was doing? He was talking about it. He was telling his story. He, he writes of his story in so many of his, so many of his psalms. And we don't have all of them. But think also of what his conversations must have been like. And then remember that that's also our opportunity. As people who believe, as David did, who have been saved out of this slimy pit, out of the muck and mire of it, who have been given this new song to sing, this, this new truth about life that gives us joy, as Bill mentioned this morning as he started the service, joyful new year. We have this joy because of what God has done for us in Christ. 
And therefore, as David says throughout this psalm, we have something to talk about. We have a story to tell. We have many stories to tell. Just think of the stories that you have just from 2021 of what God has done in your life or in the life of your family or in the life of our church. Think of the things that God has done, the, the, the blessings that he's poured out, the mercy that he's shown, the care that he's given, the way that he's rescued us in various ways. In David's life, he says, too many, I couldn't tell you all of them. And I, and I love the way he says, I, I, I can't hide these things in my heart. Now, in some of the Psalms, hiding these things in our heart is a positive thing because it, it speaks of the depth by which we're letting it penetrate us and, 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 and those kind of things. But there's another respect in what he's talking about here. So I didn't, I'm not hiding these things in my heart. I'm letting it out. I'm telling people. I'm letting everybody know what God has done for me. And I'm going to keep letting you know that. I got more to tell than we have time for, for me to go on, is what he's saying. All the songs in the world that I could write wouldn't tell you of all the things, all the wondrous, great things that God has done in my life. And you know what we have to do? Like David. He stopped and wrote. And maybe that's what we need to do, or maybe we just need to stop and think. We need to remember what God has done for us. It's part of our story. We need to be telling it. So for us to tell it, we have to remember it. We have to, to notice it. We have to acknowledge it. I was overwhelmed this morning seeing, seeing Will up here with his guitar. First of all, I, was at, I got to go to the accident scene. And, and was just amazed that he only had a broken arm. Upside down car, glass everywhere. And he's walking around beside it. The people at the Dairy Queen across the street from the intersection, one of those people, an off-duty EMT, goes over there, sees him hanging upside down in his car with this broken arm, and realizes that if they wait and, they, and, and, and it's not done properly, he's going to hurt his arm even worse in the flipping of the car. So he gets the people of Dairy Queen to flip the car over so he can walk out of that car. I'm, I was so amazed that he was, that he was safe. But now, to see what God has done, that even after sh- this short rehab time, shortened relative terms, He's able to play again. Praise God. These are some of the wondrous things that God does that we need to remember, we need to recognize, we need to stop and think about, and then let somebody know. Tell somebody your story. Oh, you can tell them, you can tell them the details of how you, how you brought you out of the slimy pit if you want. That's a great part of our story. People need to hear that because you know what? Anybody who hasn't been saved out of the slimy pit is still in the slimy pit. And don't, in, in many cases, don't even realize it. Wouldn't even call it that, but as they start describing their circumstances, start describing their lives, start describing their relationships, start, start describing their jobs, start describing their future, it's a slimy pit without hope, without joy, without forgiveness. And in Christ, as we see in this psalm, there's no forgiveness. But even for believers like David... We notice in the psalm when he starts speaking of the trouble that he's going through, he can't just think of the external factors of trouble in his life, although those were many. He speaks of those who, who sought his life, who sought to seek his ruin, those people who would say, 
Aha, aha. You, you know those people, those scoffers. Those scoffers who, who told you so and, would, and look forward to the opportunity to tell you so again. I told you you could never do that. I told you you would fail. He had all kinds of people like that in his life. And he knew that the Lord was going to bring him through, the Lord was going to deliver him from them. But he also recognized that he had an internal problem as well. Even as one who'd been rescued out of the slimy pit, he still visited there from time to time in his life. As we read the scripture, we know his story. We know that some of those visitations were deadly. They were severe. And he recognizes, we need to recognize in 2022 for ourselves, that part of our problem in 2022 is going to be sin. We need to recognize that. We need to recognize our propensity to go back to the old nature, to, to follow the old man or the old woman back into those places, to those thoughts, to those attitudes, to those deeds, to those words. And we have to recognize that Jesus is here to still cleanse us once again. We need to make sure in 2022, like David, that we don't let our record of wrongs become too long before we go back to him. It's one of the blessings of coming together on on Sunday mornings. And let me commend you again for starting off your year, January 2nd, 2022, to think and to sing and to praise God together and to look into his word together. Thank you for doing that. Not just for the encouragement that it is to me, but for the work that God does in you when you do that. And one of the things he does when we come together like this, when we sing songs like we've been singing, or we look at the scripture, and we talk about sin, we start thinking, you know what? I I got a few things I haven't talked to him about. I have a few things that I've let come back into my life that don't belong here. Or I've got some things I'm facing that I'm thinking about getting back into. You know what David did? He went right back to the Lord. Even, even after the, one of the most heinous crimes and sins that he'd ever committed, when he was confronted with it, when the prophet Nathan told the story to him of the, of the rich man who had flocks of sheep, and a friend of his came by and it was time to kill one of the sheep, he goes to one of his servants who only had one takes that from him and slaughters it and gives it to his friend. David said, that man should die. And Nathan said, you're the man. You're the man. And what was David's response? It wasn't, no, no, I'm not. And make excuses for himself because of his position, because of his, his greatness, because of his stature. No. He repented. He sought the Lord's forgiveness. And when we seek the Lord's forgiveness as believers in Christ, as David was, we find the Lord's forgiveness. And so let's remember as we move through 2022, and we sin. Don't be satisfied. Don't be comfortable. When he confronts you with it, whether through the prophet Nathan through the word of God, or other passages of scripture. When you're reading the Bible in 2022, and as I encourage you to do so last week, I encourage you again, as you take time to spend time in his word, 
and he confronts you with something in your life, something that you're doing or you're being tempted to do, be like the psalmist, be like David, and say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Help me to stay out of this. Help me to stop this or help me to start this, whatever it is. And again, the the possibilities are many because our sins are many. All, All of us are different, but one thing that we're all like in is that we're all sinners. We're all different kinds of sinners, but we're all sinners. And whatever those sin things are, those attitudes, those actions, those words, whatever it is, whatever they are in our lives, as we're confronted by those in the word of God, or as we're confronted by those in the fellowship of believers that we come together with, as we're confronted by those things, let's be like David and let's run to our Savior and not avoid him, not, not, not in our shame and in, in, in just embarrassment. Hate to take it back up to him again. Let's be like David. And take those sins right to him. Confess them. Admit them. And repent from them. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, experience life for his glory again. Don't let those things hold you back. Don't let those things hold you down. Whatever they might be. And remember, you're not the only one facing those issues. Remember that as great a looking group as we have here this morning. And again, I praise God for y'all. So glad you're here. As great a group, as great a looking group that this is, this is a bunch of sinners here. This is a bunch of people who are tempted to sin every single day. And some of us fall more than others, but all of us do. And so let's remember as people who have been rescued out of the slimy pit, He will do that again and again and again as necessary. John described him in in his first uh, epistle, the Apostle John. He describes him as a lawyer of the Lord Jesus, a defense attorney, an advocate. And Satan, who uses all kinds of people and, and, and resources to, to fight against us. In David's case, it was these aha people, or these, these people that were, were desiring his ruin. Satan would use those people, just, and he uses people and things in our lives today too. He's, the, he's our primary enemy. And as the accuser, and John pictures this in a courtroom setting, as the accuser makes accusation against us for sinning, 1 John chapter 2 says our advocate, our defense attorney, stands up and says, Your Honor or Holy Father, I object. He stands up for us and objects. On what grounds? Satan has a pretty compelling argument. He's making mention of some sins here that this person's committed. The grounds are that he or she is mine, covered in the blood that I shed, saved by faith in me, and therefore innocent. 
It was that picture that John was writing or drawing in his letter where he made this statement. If we confess our sins, this is to those of us who are believers, if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. David knew that advocate. David knew he had someone standing for him. And he wasn't satisfied in his sin. He wasn't content in his sin. He dealt with his sin. And may that be our testimony. May that be our case in 2022. And so, as we start this year, I, I mean, it's not mine to offer, but I'll still offer it. Spend some time in Psalm 40. See, see if this is your story. Think of your life and where you've come from and what he's done. Maybe it's not your story yet. Maybe you're still caught in that slimy pit. There's rescue for you. God intervened in this world. He sent his son into the world. His son lived a perfect life and ended up on a cross like that, dying not for sins he had committed, but for those of us who've sinned, which is all of us, that every one of us who believes in him would be forgiven of our sins because of what he did. And then he rose again from the dead to offer to each of us who believe eternal life. That's, the, that's David's story. If that's not your story yet, what a great day to start that story. Let him rescue you from that slimy pit. Let him start doing and showing you or start acknowledging at least the great things he's been doing. Because he's done some great things even to bring you to this place today. To hear this, to think about this. It's amazing. If you don't know him yet, it's amazing that you're here today. Because he's orchestrated that. He's put that together. That can be the first thing on your list when you start telling people the wondrous things that God has done. That can be the first thing on the list, how he brought you here or here today. Because he loves you and cares about you. He shows the extent of that. Romans chapter 8, excuse me, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It wasn't written yet, but David knew that. We know that. Spend some time in Psalm 40. And see your story and see the importance of your story to others. Maybe not all of it once, but little chunks, little pieces of it here and there. Share your story. Don't hide it in your heart. Oh, there's, again, there's this aspect of hiding God's word in our heart that's important, but don't leave it there. Let it out. Let people see, let people hear what God has done for you. He has great plans for 2022. Some of you might hear me saying that you're not going to have any trouble. Well, then you haven't been listening. No matter if there is trouble, he's got great plans for 2022. Let's sing our song 
our new song with joy to him through this year. Let's bow together in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, it's such an honor to call you that. We didn't deserve it. We still don't. But we come to you this morning, starting out this year, as a a group of people that have great needs. And we've waited patiently before, as the psalmist did, and we've seen you come through, and we're waiting patiently now, some more than others. But we ask that you'd come quickly to our rescue. And as we ask that, we think about the rescue that you've already done, the work that you've already done, the mercy and grace that you've already poured out. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to lead us through this new year. We're thankful that we're not doing it alone. We're thankful that we have fellows, partners in this. Some of us spouses, some of us parents, some of us children, some of us dear friends. That we have, we have partners in the body of Christ to walk through this year with. But most of all, we thank you that we have you. We thank you that a 3,000-year-old story can be so relevant to our story, to our day. And we pray like you use David, that you'd use us. In the big ways and the small ways, that, that people would, would hear about how great you are because of the new song that you've given us. For those who haven't yet put their trust in you, we just pray that you'd continue to remind them of your love, of your work, and of their opportunity to be forgiven of their sins and and to receive the gift of eternal life. And Father, we pray that you'd continue to put us in contact through our missionaries, to people in North Macedonia, in Burundi, in Haiti, and other places all around the world. But through our personal witness, to the offices and schools and neighborhoods of this community, that we would not hide these things. We would not harbor these things, but that we would let them out. And even though there's more to share than we can ever share, help us to share that which we can. And we thank you for what you've done for us in Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.